Welcome to Lift, a parenting podcast where we ask the questions about family and faith. Parenting takes a lot of heavy lifting, both in physical, emotional, and spiritual ways. Let's face it, raising a family is hard work. Some of us are doing it as a single parent. Some of us are working with a spouse, but all of us have questions every day. Are we screwing up our kids, our marriage, our relationships? This podcast will ask questions that can guide each of us to finding our rhythm and creating a space for God in our home. And did you know we have a Facebook page now? So make sure and check us out, Lift a Parenting Podcast on Facebook. So welcome to another special edition of Lift the Parenting Podcast. Um, Today, we are going to be answering questions that you have sent in. Um, Just for everybody's knowledge, these are not just my answers. I have reached out to doctors and other professionals. So this isn't just Kim's ideas. This is a gathering of knowledge. Um, Because we're in a unique time in our lives, I did not bring in any um, guests that are medical professionals or counselors. I brought in two of my favorite people in the whole world. I think they're great humans. And um, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Dylan. Um, I'm in eighth grade at Frisco ISD, and I play football and guitar. So that's my youngest son, Dylan. And Uh, I'm Cody. I'm a sophomore in Frisco ISD, and I play football as well. Do you do anything else outside of school other than football? No. Are you employed? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have a job at the Little Elm Rec Center. Awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do, they're going to ask me questions. I'm going to um, answer them. So who's first? I got the first question. All right. How do you talk to your kids about the hidden consequences of schools closing? Hidden consequences. So I would assume that when kids found out that school was in our district, it was an original extended spring break. And then it went from extended spring break to online school started Tuesday, which is this morning. Um, So. I would assume that it went from excitement um, to already we're thinking about missing friends, missing. What are y'all missing? Probably friends is the most. Friends. Cody? The friends and then the school, like football workouts and just it's different not being in class when you're learning. Yeah, the community. Um, we did our first um, homeschool. And Dylan, um, how long did your lessons take you this morning? About 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that the lessons will become more rigorous as we do this. But I think it's important to recognize that our kids, um, as much as they might have been excited for school to be out, um, they are going to feel the isolation Um just as much as we are, maybe even more. I think it's going to be important to talk through feelings. Um, as a church staff, we're really focused on our seniors because um, their senior year has changed drastically. But um, I think to answer that question is just keep talking with your kids. Don't assume they're doing okay. Don't assume they're excited. Don't assume they're sad. Ask them how they're doing. 
All right, next question. I got this one. Um, can I take my kids to the playground? All right, so I called a medical professional about this one. And um, him and his wife, who are, is also a doctor, they, they said to me, think about the last time you saw somebody clean the playground. So the easy answer is no. Um, this virus, we are learning more and more every day, but this virus can live for up to three to four days on metal and plastic. What are playgrounds made of, boys? Metal and plastic. Yeah. So um, the best idea is no uh, for now. I don't think that means you can't go outside and run in a field and throw a football and go out back and do an obstacle course and that kind of stuff. But it's just going to be smarter to use use your gut and your common sense in this one. All right. Okay, the next question is, should I let my kids' friends over to my house or let my kids go over to their friends' houses? All right. I, again, asked a medical professional this, so this is not Kim Meyer's knowledge, so everybody can feel a little um, safer about this advice. They recommended that just like doctor's offices are doing right now, you screen um, the people coming into your house. So here are some questions you could ask. Have you been in contact with someone under investigation um, or with a confirmed case of the coronavirus? Do you currently have a fever? Do you currently have a cough or shortness of breath? And have you or has anyone you have had contact with traveled to China, South Korea, Iran, Europe, in the last 14 days. And as we know, by the time this podcast launched, there'll probably be other countries in that. Um, so the recommendation is screen the people that come over to your house and make sure they're healthy. Um, they also recommended that if you're going to have like a play date with toddlers, boys, we don't really have play dates anymore, do we? No. No. Um, but if you're going to have a play date with toddlers, you um, confine that play date to one room and you you empty it with as much stuff and then you clean it really, really well. And then once people leave, you clean it really, really well again. Um, that was advice from them. They said, you know, we, we probably all have clean homes, but they aren't sanitized, you know. So it's if, if you focus on one area, you should be able to do that. All right. Who's next? All right. I got this. Um, should I cancel my kid's birthday party? So... I'm not going to use the word cancel. I'm going to use the word be creative and innovative. Um, nobody's birthday should ever be canceled. We should celebrate life at every single moment. But should you have a lot of people over at your house or in a public place? What's your gut, boys? Probably not. Yeah, probably yeah, not. Probably not. So reinvent the birthday party. Have a family party. Have a Skype party. Postpone the party, but still celebrate that birthday. You know, there's different ways, but probably birthday parties are not a good idea right now. Okay, the next question is, how would I communicate as a parent with other parents who think I'm over or underreacting about the coronavirus? You know, you just got to do you. Right. People are going to all react in different ways with this. And so as long as you are comfortable, I have some people that are self-quarantining 
just because that's what they want to do for their family. Great. Do that. I have some people that um, are going to the playgrounds. Hey, you do what you think's right for your family. And I think we are all, um, we all are going to have to have a lot of grace right now and um, understand that people are going to have good days and bad days. I mean, I, Frankly, yesterday I started thinking about our seniors and I literally started doing the ugly cry. I don't even have a senior. I just, it just hit me in a gut move. So um, we're just going to have to be gracious and understand and listen to other people. Yeah, the seniors this year are losing their sports seasons. If they had spring sports, their prom, their senior skip days, how would you like talk to a kid who is a senior about that. <sighs> okay. Cody, that question wasn't on our list. You're just throwing it at me. Um, I would let them feel what they're going to feel, right? But I think it's also important to recognize that we're a part of living history. This is going to be something that we talk about for years and years and years to come. Um What's different, like 9-11, you know, when I lived through that, like that was an event. This is going to be a prolonged season. Um, I would say that seniors can find new um, joys, right? Just like I said, birthday parties could be different. Maybe you do a home prom with a small group of people. Maybe you do this. Maybe you do that. You know, um, find other ways to have joy, but also I mean, it's okay to mourn your loss because it's not just seniors, right? Um, our kids that are in UIL events, both sports and um, fine arts, have lost in that season. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of loss that's happening right now. And I, I just think talking through it is, again, the most important thing. Okay. All right. Who's next? All right. This next question said, should grandparents come over to visit? All right. People aren't going to like this answer, but the answer is no. In fact, if my mom is listening to this right now, I hear her say, what does she say, boys? She's her own woman. She can make up her mind. Right. Um, so, in fact, my boys went over to their house yesterday to do some errands and help them with some things. And I looked them in the face and said, don't hug her. Don't hug your grandma. I can't believe I said that, right? But don't shake her hands, don't hug her, don't touch anything. And it sounds so counterintuitive to who we are as a family and who we are as humans, but not hugging her is saving her life, right? Um, and so what we need to do is not have our grandparents over to visit, but check on our grandparents and check on those people who are 60 and older and see what we can do. What are y'all doing to help out? We're running and grabbing them groceries today yeah. for their house. Yeah. So um, it's giving my boys purpose to do that for other people. Um, we've offered it for three, um, three groups, my parents and two friends um, of people over 60 that they can go run and get groceries and, you know, leave it on the front porch and, you know, go home and wash their hands. Why can't my kids go to daycare or school when that age group is the least likely to get sick and the least likely to have severe side effects from the coronavirus? 
So here's the deal with social distancing. When we separate ourselves from others, we also stop the spread. I saw an image, there's tons of different images online, but I saw an image today that really um, connected with me and it was like 12 matches in a row and the first five were lit and then one was down. And then the rest were lit. Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. 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 We must be on the same internet. Um, but that it, it, it made me realize that that one person can stop the spread. And so it's, it's not just about your kids. It's about the kids and their parents and their grandparents. It's about the teachers. It's about um, the community as a whole. Um, so I know it's hard. Listen, y'all, I love my children. And I have to say that because they're in this room right now. But this is going to be a difficult time for our family. We're all home in the same house together where we were at a different phase of life a week ago where um, I went to work every day. The boys went to school every day. Then they had activities after school. Like I called them like children's sightings. Like, oh, I saw one of my kids today where now (laughs) we are um, all together. We created zones in our house yesterday. I don't know if y'all realize I actually did that. I've talked to you a little bit, but we moved my husband into the bedroom so he could work from home in there with a closed door because he has a lot of conference calls. I moved myself to the kitchen um, and I'm kind of in the corner so they can still function in the kitchen without bothering me if I'm on a call. And boys, where do you have to do your schoolwork? In the dining room. Yeah. Are you excited about that, Dylan? No. What was the conversation you had with me this morning? I just wanted to lay in my bed. Right. So I um, got advice from some homeschool moms who said it's really important to have a specific place to do schoolwork. Um, If you're laying in your bed, um, you very well could fall asleep or be distracted. And so having a specific place that is named this is a work zone is going to be important. All right. Who's next? All right. This next question says, um, what can the listener, like what ideas can you give the listeners for schedules and activities that they can do? Okay. So I have lots of things on this and y'all just Google it. Like there's tons and tons of information right now. But what I want to say is schedules are important and routines are important. Um, I talked a little bit about when I was on bed rest with Cody for a thousand months. How many Sorry months? Sorry about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, you were a little bit less. That's why I like you more. Huh. Just kidding. I love my kids the same. Um, <laughs> but I was stuck in a room for four months. And so I created a schedule for myself. I'm telling right now I'm getting up every morning. I'm waking my children up at eight o'clock every day. Um, they are super excited about that, right? Thrilled. <laughs> Dylan gets up early. Yeah. Uh, Cody was not very pleasant this morning. I'll say that. Do you agree? It was early. It was 8 o'clock. <laughs> You're usually on a normal school day. Y'all leave the house at 630 to work out. Dylan and I were working out at 5. I think 8 o'clock is a good compromise. You? No? Yeah. For the Uh most part. So, okay. We can fight about this in private, not on a podcast. But having a schedule is going to be important. Um, 
this sounds silly, but wear real clothes every day. Like don't wear pajamas every day. Um, I know Cody, you have sweatpants on, but you need to do laundry. I do. Yeah. yeah. So I, your sweatpants are fine. Um, but I read that like pajama pants are comfortable, but by three o'clock they make you feel like depressed. <laughs> So get dressed like you're going to work that day. Put on women. If you wear makeup, put on makeup. If you curl your hair every day, curl your hair. Um, Establishing routines and set times are going to be crucial. Now, I'll say homeschooling is very different than a classroom. We set aside, what, three hours for schoolwork today? And we finished it very quickly. I will probably be supplementing schoolwork as needed. Aren't y'all excited about that? I might be busy. Yeah, I think we're busy uh, (laughs) running errands for (laughs) grandparents. But finding um, things. One thing that my boys are semi-excited about, and I'm saying that um, with sarcasm, is um, one of my homeschool requirements is that they create a journal. I saw a post and it said this. This thing we are all a part of, it's living history. Our children are all a part of this, and it will be talked about for generations to come. Schools are closed. Sports are canceled. People are quarantined on a global level. The best thing your children can do is keep a journal over the next couple weeks or more. Handwritten, typed photographs, drawings, record events, day-to-day activities, feelings, fears. Let them make a video journal if that's the media they prefer. As parents, let them interview you. Be a part of it. When it's all over, save it for them, store it in a safe place, and they will share this with their children and grandchildren. Help them create a tangible primary source of their own history. Okay, so how do y'all feel about this journal assignment that I've given you? I, I kind of like, like now that you've explained it and gotten more in depth about like what like the like meaning of it and how we can actually use it later, I like the idea of it. All right. Did, what did you feel at the very beginning? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Cody? Cody? A little extra schoolwork, but I mean, it's you're right. It's living history. So yeah, it's not like this is a once, like a one-time. Actually, no, it is a one-time I thing. I hope so. <laughs> Please. Um, okay, so what are some other ideas families can do at home? I'm thinking massive forts, like the best blanket forts ever. Right? We might even do that. Like, who can build the better fort? Ready, set, go. I'd win that. Would you? I, I think we all know I'd win that. No. Oh. This no. Is, it, I think it might be one. <laughs> Guys, what are some other things that you think, let's talk through early childhood. Like, um, what's some things they could do for fun that's outside the box? What do you think? Little kids. I think you said, like, a little obstacle course, not even in your backyard. Maybe it's like you have to do a game or if they're young and they're missing out on their preschool maybe a little interactive learning game where they have to do an obstacle course but only after i don't know they answer a flashcard or something oh that's fun a little little brain and a little sneaking a little schoolwork into the fun yeah Yeah. i like that i like that what about teenagers what do you i know there's tons of like online things i know the student ministry here is doing daily things on instagram and um, 
they're doing videos and music things and that kind of stuff. Um, I've heard of my friend's son is doing an online um, Minecraft and he's older, so they don't usually do Minecraft, but they're building this world. And if you've listened to our podcast, Minecraft is one of the um, technologies that doesn't um, produce the dopamine in um, kids because it's it's like Legos. It's like they're building Legos. So if my kids start building an online world in Minecraft, do it. So maybe we can have a competition. <gasps> I'll get Minecraft. We'll see who can build better. That'll go over well. <laughs> What are some other ideas? Do y'all have anything that you'd like to share that you think people maybe With haven't thought about? Online schooling. I know later today, me and some of my friends in my math class. Did are you mean gonna... to say my friends and I? Yes, I did. He hasn't been okay. to school in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> been off school. Okay. My brain's kind of out of uh-huh. But my friends and I Thank you. have plans around one or two when everyone's free to FaceTime and figure out the algebra part because it's some new stuff in some review. Right. And so we were just going to work through the math problems together. Well, and, and you know, your teachers are available online too. Yes. You can do their office hours. So. But that's email and it's right. easier to FaceTime. Right. No, that's cool. That's cool. Are you doing anything out of the norm? Well, I mean, like you said, for like teenagers, um, like Cody said, with like preschoolers, they, you can like sneak like learning into that, but I don't think teenagers will be able to like enjoy that but i think you can like try to figure something out that you know something new that they like like a new hobby that you can try to get them to learn and enjoy do you know what i'm doing i'm gonna start playing the piano in our house again so i'm gonna figure out how to do that and dylan oh my gosh i just figured it out you could play guitar i could play piano and cody could play the recorder we can do a family band and your dad could Shut the door and lock himself in the room. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it is. It's having um, something that you are working on. Like, um, Cody, the pillow that I made you when I was on bed rest where I cross-stitched that teddy bear, I did not enjoy doing that. But that gave me something to do, something to do every day and accomplish. So I'm probably going to ask you all, what are you going to accomplish this week? What are some goals that you have? By the end of the week, I want to be able to play it um, well, you know, and eventually I'll want to memorize it. And then I'll, you know, and then I'll get guitar parts and then Cody can play the recorder and then I could start knitting clothes for us and we could go on the road when this is over. I don't know about that. I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know about some of those. <laughs> but maybe like Dylan, I know you like World War II history information. So maybe we find a new book for you to read. Um, Cody, you're really into working out right now. So maybe we get you a new workout app that has good home workouts or I don't know, things like that, that are just out of the box and things you can accomplish. I have also created a list of chore opportunities for my children. Would y'all like to know would, what, what are on, what's on that list, boys? Uh, cleaning out underneath the stairs. Yep. Closet under the stairs. Kitchen. Clean out the kitchen. What does that mean? Like you're going to... Taking out everything and putting it back in. Uh Uh-huh. So win-win for everybody. What else? Cleaning up um, pee stains. Yes, we have a dog that likes to pee. 
So we'll we'll be working on that this week. Um, I guess all dogs urinate. Our dog likes, likes to, to do, do it in the house. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got to stay on top of that one. Um, cleaning out the pantry. Because over spring break, we already had a wonderful time cleaning out your rooms. Right? Well, mine was easy. <laughs> yeah. Cody and I didn't have a wonderful time doing that. But we're still talking, so it's fine. We didn't talk for a bit. About a day after that. Okay. Did we answer all the questions that people sent in? I have one I have, more. We, I think we each have one. Each okay. Have one more. All right. Shoot. Who's going? Oh, me. Okay. Um, so my last question is, how do you talk about the coronavirus in an appropriate way with your kids? Okay. We talked about this a little bit in the podcast that um, we released before this. Um, but what it is, is to give sound, safe truthful answer. So depending on the age of our kids is how far you're going to go. Um, I will post on our Facebook page. I have a great um, book that one of um, my Plano teacher friends shared with me where it's a um, graphic um, way to talk to your kids about the coronavirus. I know Brain Pop has a video about the coronavirus. So that's safe, solid information that you can get out there. Um, but you answer the question and um, it's also important to be calm and hopeful and not, um, I think we're all like yesterday I had my little breakdown, but I had that with me, right? As a mom, I didn't come to y'all crying about that I was nervous or upset, right? I, I had it and it's okay to have it, but it's also important to um, – as we navigate this with our kids to give them hope and promise. Okay. I saved the best question for last. Oh goodness. This is, I mean, everything shut down for about two weeks, but after that it could go on for longer. That's a possibility. It is. What do you do when someone in your family who you are quarantined with in your house? Right. I don't want to say stuck, but <laughs> stuck within your house gets on your nerves a little. How do you man manage that? Yeah, we're we're gonna get on each other's nerves, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I mean, that's gonna happen, yeah. right? So I think naming that that's important. I mean, last night your dad looked at me and said, "Hey, work life balance," because I was still working after five o'clock. You know, um, I think we've got to be aware of where each person's at like you could be having a good day I could be having a bad day right and if you need a break from each other um we do have our own bedrooms right I I was gonna say like um even though it like sounds bad like either if you can sense someone's having a bad day or you're just having a bad day like stay away I mean I'm not saying stay away for like a week but you know stay away for a couple hours stay away for like the rest of the night after dinner or something and just have some time to yourself give them some space right but it's also important to connect with each other right now right so maybe if like i know y'all don't come to me with all your problems right now you go to your friends first like truth yeah yeah that's just a normal teenage behavior i mean i think you still love me and you trust me to come to me but you're going to go to your friends first. So maybe I say, hey, Dylan, I, I kind of sense you're having a bad day. Why don't you go FaceTime with one of your friends and talk through it, right? Or I'm here for you or, you know, that kind of stuff. But, I mean, and the other thing, like think about like right now I have teenagers that I can say go do your schoolwork, right? 
I mean, these these younger kids that are home and parents are trying to balance working from home. Um, I think one, another thing y'all could do is reach out to some of our friends with young kids if they're allowing people into their home and say, let me come over and, you know, give you an hour, you know, and play with your kids, you know, take them out back or take them for a walk or go into the playroom and play with them you know just giving parents a little break with younger kids because it's not as easy to say go do your schoolwork they have to right help their everybody's figuring out this new normal (laughs) that's it's just going to be different all right dylan do you have any other questions um no i think i'm all right do you think there's anything else we need to talk about let people know about uh just stay safe be aware and although it's going to be hard just still try to find like the happy stuff and have fun even though it might be kind of hard yeah i was talking i saw another thing on the those internet the internet the interwebs um that um said our parents went to war for us as teenagers we're having to sit on a couch to save them so, like, putting it in perspective sometimes that this isn't great, um, but this, we can get through this. Yeah. Cody, any last pieces of advice? I mean, Dylan said stay aware. Don't do anything because you're bored that could put your family or your grandparents at risk of getting sick. Don't get bored and go to main event and... Right. Stick your hands in bowling balls that I'm sure haven't really been stop, cleaned stop. in a while. Stop. Ew. It's just the <clears throat> small things. Maybe go to. I, they disinfect them every walk. day. Let's like don't sue us main event. Yeah. Okay. I think one thing we haven't talked a lot about and we didn't get a lot of questions about is how to do faith when we're not able to gather as a faith community. Um, I know at this church, for example, Miss Rachel is doing morning time and um, bedtime stories. Um, I know our youth department's reaching out with a lot of things. Um, I've told several families, I recommend um, doing a Bible study together, you know, something where you can work through scripture together or think of things together. Um, There is a book called Jesus Calling. Do y'all remember we used to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So we used to do it. um, We would keep it in the car. And y'all would read it on the way to school. And so there was a kid's version version of Jesus Calling. And then I would either in the morning or after dropping them off to school, read the adult version. So it was kind of cool that we were both getting the same message, just in different ways. Do y'all have other ways to keep up with your faith right now? Well, um, you know that most people have you know, phones and you have a Bible app on your phone Mm -hmm. so you can, and even if you don't, you can just search up like verses that you know, or that you want to learn. Yeah. So, yeah. I know in the Bible app, there's different Bible studies you can click on and it'll give you stuff to read. And I know as a church, the youth staff sent out that we should, as students, start reading, we're reading Mark as a church. Church as a whole, we're reading Mark. And there's questions that... Y'all are sending out yeah. as a church staff. Yeah. So just look for stuff like that. Just because the churches aren't open 
in person doesn't mean that on the website you can't go and find a daily devotional mm-hmm. or something. Most mm-hmm. churches yeah, we're are doing lots of things, doing stuff to keep you connected with your faith life, yeah. even if you're not able to go to church in person, Perfect. online streaming, yeah. stuff like that. We did that last week, except for y'all. Y'all slept in, maybe. 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 Possibly. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to work on those alarm clocks this week. So how about we close in prayer? Dear gracious and loving God, we hope that this time together has been a time where you were at the center of everything. Right now we have a lot of questions and we have some answers. We have a lot of uncertainty, though. And in that uncertainty, we lean into your love and your peace and your hope. May we find ways to bring light into the darkness and turn our fear into hope. As we pray in Christ's name, amen. Amen.